Are you weighed down by the burdens of life? Do you find yourself encouraged by the word of God on Sunday, but lose momentum shortly thereafter? Well, welcome to Sunday Soul Service, an hour designed to strengthen, encourage, and motivate you to keep pushing along the journey we call life. This is Dr. Renee Sunday, the platform builder, encouraging you to believe, trust, and walk it out. Welcome to the Sunday Soul Service. I'm Lakeisha Bates, life coach and founder of At The Wheel Coaching, driving your life to higher ground. The holidays are here. While this may be a time of celebration, it can also be stressful. You may be gathering with family members and old friends. This can be exciting, but it can also bring up unresolved feelings from the past. This is a good time to make a plan to take care of your feelings. In my book, I Can, 12 Keys to Achieve Personal Success in the Smartest Way, I devote an entire chapter to key number two, care. It is about learning how to care about your feelings. I ask the question, do you care about your own feelings? Does what happened in your life matter to you? Do you ignore or dismiss the painful parts of your life? On page 24, I write, It is important to note that you may be convinced your feelings do not matter. You may have been trained to believe your family, significant others, and friends are more deserving of care than you. You may have been exposed to the idea that even people you don't know matter more than you do. I beg to differ. My evidence is the oxygen mask principle. OMP. I have flown nationally and internationally, and the OMP is the same. At the start of the flight, the attendant forces you to remove your headphones. You are then instructed to watch as he demonstrates how to put the oxygen mask on you before attempting to help others in the case of an emergency. Remember, you have natural instincts that alert you when you feel sad instead of happy. Your desire to feel happy is always present. Whenever you are attempting to violate the OMP rule, you feel sad. It's pretty simple. The attempts you make at caring for others with no regard for your own feelings often lead to resentment. This is due to the thought that your feelings do not matter as much as others. So, Sunday Soul Service listeners, I want to encourage you to take care of your feelings this holiday season. God has given you the precious gift of life. He wants you to spread love and joy, but you need it inside your own heart in order to freely give it. To order your copy of the book, visit ICanTheBook.com. For now, here are three keys to taking care of your feelings. Number one, acknowledge exactly what you feel. Number two, attend to those feelings by demonstrating self-care and compassion. Number three, affirm what you want and not what you don't want. To help us dig a little deeper, the incredible Dr. Renee Sunday and the joy guru Alicia Brown are here. Let's start with Dr. Sunday. Hello, Dr. Sunday. Please share your thoughts. Hi, thank you, thank you, um, Life Coach Letitia Bates. I thank you for this opportunity to dive deep in this conversation. 
I, I can just relate all around on what you're saying, you know, about taking care of your feelings, especially, especially around the holiday season. Uh, my brother passed about about five years ago, and it's so interesting just looking back over those five years. This year, this year will be five years. But the first two years, um, our family was in celebration mode, and I'll just be transparent. That third, <laughs> the third uh, and the fourth Christmas, I could tell each one of our family members, including myself, responded different. Our feelings were okay. different. You know, one was in celebration mode, one was in grief mode. And so it's so interesting that yep. we have taken that charge this year that we're going to all be on one accord in regards of celebration mode. So I can, I really truly understand what you're saying, and I'm so glad that we're going to dive deep in this a little bit because especially around the holidays, we think everybody is joyous, but there are people that need help in this area, and I'm so glad you're going to help us with that this evening. Well, thank you, and thank you for sharing. And Miss Alicia Brown, the Joy Guru, please weigh in here. Oh, I love it. I, I love it. I, I always like that analogy about the oxygen mask, um, because especially holidays too, but just different areas in our life were always so um, serving and so self-sacrificing. But you can't give out more than what you have. Um, so yes. I love that analogy of that oxygen mask. You know, you got to have that self-care first. And then after you make sure you have that self-care, that's when you're able to give and pour out appropriately. So I love it. And like you said, the holiday season, taking care of yourself, I, I just love the whole, the whole thought process to get us right. Yeah, and it may seem antithetical to what the season is about because we think about giving, but you make a valid point, which is you can't give from what you don't have. And that, Uh when you attempt to do that, it tends to breed bitterness and resentment because you don't have it. (laughs) And so um, the holidays are especially delicate because, you know, it's this time where people are coming together And so you may have relationships in the family or even with friends that are unresolved, but then there's sort of this pressure or this requirement to be with the people anyway, and then you have to figure out how you're going to show up in that space. All right. And so I'm not not thinking that everybody's going to be able to solve every emotional issue that they have with all of that, but what I am asking people to do is to prioritize your care because I believe that God loves us, you know, individually. He loves the idea of family, but he gives us individual life. He gives us our limbs, us the oxygen in our lungs, and he wants us to make sure that we know that we matter too. And sometimes I think during this time of year that kind of gets eclipsed and we start focusing on what we think we should do and we're not necessarily uh-huh. doing the things we need to do to take care of ourselves. So we really, I just would, would want people to really think about what that means. So, Latisha, how do we do that? Um, because you said prioritizing our, our taking care of oneself, but, you know, especially being around the holiday season, we're so used to everything is priority. So we have our list, we have our order, and, you know, we feel like, well, we are prioritizing ourselves. That's why we have these lists and all this order. Yeah, but the lists and the order are not always about 
sometimes what those lists and those orders are doing, they're just directional. They're sending you over here to do that. They're sending you over here to do that. And let's not forget that life keeps going on. You know, if you're raising kids, that doesn't stop because it's the holidays. If you're working a job, that doesn't stop because they're the holidays. If there are issues that are going on that are already, you know, a bit painful, that doesn't stop because of the holidays. And so right. there is there's the time for celebration, but there's a stressful component that can be there. And so what I'm asking you to do is say, all right, how do I take a pause for the cause and really kind of make sure that when this is over, like when January 2nd rolls around, I'm not a wreck. You know, I haven't spent overspent all my money. I haven't overexhausted myself. I haven't started my year tired and already worn out before I get started. How do I do uh, that? Uh. And exactly. what that may look like, that might look like saying no to some things. Um, I had an oh. example where someone asked me to be a part of sort of like a secret Santa, which seems small, but I have so many things going on right now. To focus on that would be another thing to take my attention away. There's nothing wrong with it, but I just simply passed. So it was one of those things that I could look at and say, I'm not going to put this other thing on my plate. So even something as simple as as that, you know, do you have to go to every event? Maybe taking a look at your schedule and finding out when are you going to take a rest? When are you going to take a hot bath? When are you going to sit down and read a book? Even in the midst of all of this, what are you going to do to take care of yourself? And then equally as important when you're in these situations where you're maybe having to deal with some of these relationship issues that are kind of tense, how are you going to make sure that you are, you know, setting boundaries? You know, some people walk into family member situations that are not comfortable to them and they find themselves emotionally hurt or damaged or scarred after that experience. Well, you know, this person has this pattern of behavior. What are you going to do to take care of yourself before you walk into that? And yeah, so these are the questions important. that... Yeah, we we kind of kind of robotically do some of this stuff, but I want us to be conscious that, you know, we have a choice in how we show up in a situation. And sometimes maybe you still have to go and check the block, but maybe you have to stay all night. This is true. So, so what, what can you do in these situations to acknowledge and respect how you feel and walk away from the experience feeling like, You've honored whatever obligation or commitment that you feel like you might have, but you also didn't throw yourself under the bus. And for some reason, we don't we don't talk about that. And not that just is this, so true. this is just a well, it's not just a woman thing. Although I think women are definitely more <laughs> affected, where we think we just have to do some of this stuff, and when we do the things we think we have to do, we come out scarred and bleeding. And then we end up trying to, you know, take care of our wounds in the dark. That's not cute. So how do we make a clear line between those things that we we feel we have to do and maybe the things we need to reconsider so that we don't get burnt out? So we're not, you know, sitting there, like you said, with our wounds and, and, and just burning out. Well, I would say look at your list. Check it twice and find out who's naughty or nice. Oh, my. And let that be your guide. <laughs> uh, I love it. 
I love it. Okay, if you're looking at that list and then you're doing double take, take at that list and you're recognizing every time I come into contact with Bubba, they're static. I may need to think twice about how I'm going to handle Bubba. And when I go to Susie, if she's awesome, I might want to find some extra time to spend with Susie because she's nice. Oh. Uh. So we, we know who's going to be, nine times out of ten, we know who's going to show up at the dinner table, whether it's Thanksgiving or Christmas. We know what kind of phone calls are typically going to come in. We know uh-huh. what, what people, we know what people's expectations are. So it's rare that we're walking into some kind of situation and we're blindsided. Nine times out of ten, we know what we're dealing with. And I'm saying instead of robotically going into that and just kind of picking up that, that script and reading your role the way you usually do, take a pause for the call. Mm. I like that right there. Because what well, you I really have a question, do, um, Leticia. Yes, ma'am. Because just the full circle with this, because a lot of the audience are Christian, and we're supposed to show yes. love. So how are we supposed to balance this as being a Christian or showing love and not paying, uh, this may be the wrong word to say, but favoritism of who we're going to pick is naughty or nice. We're supposed to show love to everybody. Kind of bring that into context with that because we're supposed to not, uh, <laughs> you know, not show love to this one because how their behavior. Well, that's not love. And first of all, let me start with you love that neighbor as you love who? Thyself. Okay. So there's a pretty good position there. We, what we're, we're saying in? here that we're picking the people that we're actually, uh, you know, what conversations we're going to have, who you know, how are we going to yeah. come to the table? I think we need to kind of step back and step say, but we are Christians, we're supposed to, uh, that's what we're supposed to do, show love, because God is love. That's what I'm saying, because we don't want the audience to be confused and, well, I'm a Christian, I'm supposed to, you know, show love to everybody, not the people that we pick that's naughty or nice. Well, I think I think this, that's an excellent point in terms of how we show up and we present ourselves in those circumstances. So showing love to people does not mean that you are allowing people to hurt you. That's not the same as showing love. And I'm not suggesting that we're not kind to people. I'm not suggesting that we are not operating in, in a loving way. But what I am saying is that you you still have a certain you still have a certain limit that you have for yourself in order to be able to give. And it is very difficult to give out of a broken or bleeding heart. So this doesn't mean that you don't show kindness, but you can still protect yourself and protect some of your time and still be loving. That's why I'm not saying go to Tahiti and ignore everybody on the list. But I am saying if if you're going to walk into a situation that's going to be damaging to you, give a little thought about how much time you're spending in that environment. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. That's a great clarity there because uh, sometimes what we believe, we beat ourselves up saying, I'm supposed to act this way, but then we're getting hurt in the process. So I'm glad you clarified that because a lot of times we get that mixed up by saying what we have been, uh, lack of a better word, what we have been taught and they don't explain it fully of how we're supposed to respond in a situation. Well, in those situations, what also happens, too, is we go and we do that thing that we think we're supposed to do, and then we get hurt 
And then when we come back home and we're in our quiet space, we're mad or we're angry Uh or we're bitter or we're resentful. And maybe we don't really even know how to address it with that person or maybe that person doesn't even care. Maybe they're oblivious to it. So we're kind of tending to our broken heart in the dark. And what I'm saying is if we can take a moment and kind of look at the situation, whereas maybe we don't typically look, we just kind of act out of, you know, just routine. Maybe we can Uh look and say, is this, do I I need to spend six hours of my day with Bubba? Even though it's Uncle Bubba. If every time I go around the house, Uncle Bubba is always telling me how ugly I am, how fat I am, whatever, and making me feel horrible the entire six hours, can I maybe change that? Go see Bubba in the morning and then go somewhere else in the afternoon. I'm not saying ignore Bubba. I'm saying offer some love to Bubba, but offer some love and some respect for yourself as well. And, you know, Letitia, I I really, the insights you're giving, what you're saying is clear to me. But I really would like you to take some time to delve into that a little bit more because I know there's listeners. I can go even in my past and say what you just said was not clear because a lot of people feel I'm trying to, you know, for instance, the situation with Uncle Bubba. Well, it's a family dinner. They're expecting me to be there. This is tradition. So I'm going to sit there and swallow whatever and it does become an abusive situation, but again, it's that principle, I'm a Christian, this is what is expected of me, and then they go home and they lick their wounds. So if you can, a lot of what you've talked about already, it's really us preparing our mind and our spirit to go into it looking differently. Like you said, not trying to do that same old routine or, you know, our mindset. So if you could delve in just a a little bit more on that because sure. I think for some people that's still going to be kind of difficult to understand that fine line. And it is very difficult. So I, that's why I'm asking to go in with a game plan as opposed to trying to react to it. And that's what uh-huh. I was saying where in these situations, nine times out of ten, you're not going into something new. This is, It's not a new thing. Usually your stress is coming because you're going back into something that you know is is not really, doesn't make you feel good. It makes you feel horrible. Uh Uh And so I'm not saying don't go to dinner. I'm saying definitely go to dinner, but go to dinner with an understanding that I'm going to come into the situation, this person is going to be that way. Uh And ask yourself the question, if you're typically there for six hours, do you need to be there the entire six hours? Uh Uh-huh. Could you go for a smaller period of time? That way you're like still that. you know, you're still doing what you're doing. You're not, you know, abandoning your family, but you're just kind of taking a different approach in terms of, you know, how to take care of yourself. Because you're right. not taking care of yourself when you subject yourself to whatever's gonna happen and then you go home and you know, you're depressed for the next two weeks. That's not taking care of yourself. Right. And and where's the love in that? Yes. So I'm just saying if we know we're about to go into this, this stretch, right, because it's from Thanksgiving, you know, then there's the whole throughout December and then there's Christmas and then there's New Year's. So once this, 
once we push play here, right, for Thanksgiving, uh-huh. we're kind of on for a month. Yes. And in that space, instead of just sort of robotically going into things, embracing for it, what can we do anything differently? Exactly. And, and still honor our commitment, honor our obligation, honor our connection to family, but also honor ourselves. I love that. I, I love that, that focus on the importance of honoring yourself at the same time while you're honoring your family. The reason that the, the importance of honoring yourself, the reason that it's important is because when we try to give out of that empty cup, it breeds that resentment. We're no longer operating in love. We're doing things out of resentment. We're doing things out of anger. We're doing things out of frustration. And that is really what we are sowing into people, even though we're doing an act. Because when, when you, you see what I mean? So you're not, you're, you're, you're conducting yourself in a certain manner. You're acting in a certain, using a certain behavior, behavior but you're not operating in the spirit of love. Uh-huh. You're mad. You're resentful. Yes, Lord. Uh-huh. And you don't like, you know, and so that's where, and so when you do that thing from that place, that's what you're sowing. You're not sowing love. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So if we mm-hmm. could take a pause or the cause and say, you know, I know I'm going to do this. I'm not going to abandon my family, but I'm going to go ahead and take care of me. And that way, when I show up in whatever situation I show up, I'm showing up in genuine love. Uh-huh. Because mm-hmm. ain't nobody fooled when you're mad and you're doing something for them. <laughs> Amen. You haven't fooled anybody. Exactly. And so sometimes we think we have. Right, but what you end up doing, you kind of then you end up coming back and you take it out on yourself. Right. Right? Because what have you done? You've done it again. You've let this person do this to you again, or here you go again, or you stuck all day long cleaning all the dishes. And, I mean, it could be something as simple as buy a paper plate. Now, that's true. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> you know what that I'm saying? That is true. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Look at, look at everything and look at where your pain points are and figure out what you can do to take care of yourself. So I'm not talking about an either-or proposition. I'm not talking about buying a ticket to Jamaica and throwing up the peace sign and getting on the plane. You mean I can't do that? I mean, you could, but that's not really what I'm advocating. Oh, okay. So, you know, ticket to Jamaica, that just, to me, that solves everything. So I love that theory. That That's good medicine right there. Yeah. Look, I'm not ruling it out, but that's not what, that's not what I'm advocating. Oh, okay. I must have misunderstood that part. Okay. <laughs> or to cook and everything, you know, have somebody, can you ask somebody else to bring a dish? Exactly. So I'm not talking about earth-shattering things. I'm talking about looking at that list and checking it twice and looking at who's naughty and looking at who's nice and delegating and deciding where you're going to spend your time. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. That is so powerful because uh, I, I know everybody uh, uh, have a bubble in the family. <laughs> and we think oh, yes, Lord. And Alicia, why we uh-huh. talking here. Um, and, and, you know, I, and I'll be honest with myself, I, I, you know, even in my life, I'm always, you know, before my brother passed, I was the middle child. And you know what the middle child, uh, with that scenario, what comes with that. And I know we, I can pick out two bubbles right now, but uh, and it, it just changes the whole <laughs> atmosphere for everybody. I mean, some yeah. everybody don't come to later in that evening. Some say, well, I'm going to come the next day. And I'm just so um. Uh, you know, this is just valuable, valuable information that we need to get but, out to people. So, but do you know <laughs> so who's happy all day long? Do you know who's happy all day long? Who? Who? Baba. Because Baba you don't have to do that. Because everybody. <laughs> Amen. Baba is uh. chilling all day long. Because Baba knows that everybody is going to set their thing up in response to him. Bubba, Bubba has, is the ultimate in self-care. You're right. He's not listening to the show. You're right. Uh-huh. So you're in the bubble all day long. Uh, 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 uh. And when you go home, right Bubba don't, don't even know you're mad. And, not, and he doesn't care. This is true. Because Bubba has prioritized his needs. And for any listener out there named Bubba, (laughs) 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 it's not personal. (laughs) We're just saying. (laughs) Yeah. But Bubba has decided he's going to do what he's going to do for whatever time he's going to do. He's going to say what he's going to say. He's going to act like he's going to act. And... That's it. You got to deal with it. Uh-huh. That is the so, truth. That, that, some of these dynamics, most of these dynamics are fixed. They are not different from year to year. We can take a moment, and just like that moment where we're like, oh, here we go. Okay, instead of that helplessness, can we take it and say, all right, I know I'm, I got to do this or this. What can I do differently here so I don't walk away from this thing feeling drained? What can I do differently here so that I can have a good time too? Yes. So that I can celebrate and I can be a part of everything. Absolutely. I mean, I talked to uh, one of my buddies and she said she's catering her Thanksgiving. There's a there's a local restaurant that does she, that does fantastic meals, and she said they're just catering everything in. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. So everybody's kind of going in, and you know, just put a couple of bucks in, put it together. They're catered. The caterers come in. They have things that they can take away. So these aren't you know earth shattering things, but that changes that entire dinner experience. It changes their whole day. Right, because she's not up all night long cooking, and I'm not against that if that's uh-huh. what you want to do. But this is something that she clearly does not want to do. Right. And so she's she's created a workaround. They're still going to have this. Uh, you're still going to have a good meal. They're still going to have family. They're still going to have a good time. But she's going to enjoy herself too. There you go. So that's what I'm asking. I'm asking you to take a look at what you've got going on. And then just 
myself, how do I feel about these events? And then like the Secret Santa thing example that I gave, you know, that isn't huge, but I know it's one more thing. And when I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it, and I'm going to fully commit to it. Right. But I get to decide, do I want myself running in 30 different directions? Do I want to focus on, you know, the 10 I'm already on? And if there's something that I can take off my plate, I'm going to permit myself to do it. So I'm not anti-Christmas because <laughs> I'm not participating <laughs> in the secret <laughs> Right. Right. And I don't have the guilt. But I knew I think if a lot I of people will. it. Well, I knew that if I was so I just, here's what I did. I looked at the situation and I said, I can either opt out of this gracefully, nobody's hurt, I'm not, nobody's counting on me, or I can opt uh-huh. into it. It'll be one more thing to keep up with, and then I'm going to be mad and frustrated. That's how that story yeah. going to end. It's simple. All right. <laughs> it says nobody right. was going to die. I said no. <laughs> well... So, and, and there are, so that's what I'm asking, because this, this isn't one of the, this is not like the 4th of July, right, where it happens a couple of days and you're done. This is going to be going on for the next month. Mm-hmm. Gonna, situations, circumstances, people coming into town, things that appear, and, and, and I'm asking you to, to literally, not figuratively, Literally make a list of the things you know you have to do, and take a look at that list and figure out if you can do. If that's a situation that typically makes you feel uncomfortable, or typically ends up hurting you or causing you pain or frustration, look at that situation and ask yourself: Can I do anything differently here? But that comes uh-huh. with some uh-huh. real, you know, respect and acknowledgement, you know, which was the first thing. Acknowledge exactly how you feel. When I deal with this situation, I don't like it, or I don't. I, it, it always, it's always the part where I'm always left doing this, or I always, or they always. You know, we have a script going about it because it's always going on. Uh huh. So then, the next part of that is the attending. How do I attend to my 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 feelings in this situation? What can I do differently in this situation so I don't walk out feeling like this for the 15th year in a row? And then uh-huh. take an action based on what you want or on your uh-huh. the best possible outcome. <laughs> this is Why are you good. laughing, Dr. Sunday? I'm laughing because we... And every family needs to, to know that a ten part. <laughs> we need that's what the missing link is. I mean, we sit there uh, all frustrated. We can't even digest our food. We can't. We uh, and, and this is just so powerful. What we need to embrace and embrace it quickly because uh, you know it's coming up real quick. Thanksgiving. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yes. It's happening. It's happening. And so. You know, even if you already if you're already on the hook for Thanksgiving, that's fine. But you can still make a list, and you can still figure out where your pain points are. And like you mentioned earlier, Alicia, sometimes it's going in with a different mind about things. And just to pick on Buffer again, you already know that person's going to behave that way. Uh huh. 
how are you how are you going to show up when he does that? Amen. Since I can't go to Jamaica and avoid him, I guess I'll yeah. Yeah, you got to figure out how you're going to do it. If, yeah, if, if the answer is I've got to go over there and Bubba's going to be there, yeah. how am I going to deal with it? Hey, you never know. Yeah. Bubba might not show up one year. He might surprise you. That's true. But, of course, we're also dealing, to Dr. Sunday's earlier point, we're also dealing with some things that are that are much more sensitive, like loss. Yes. Yes. And, and I definitely okay. want you to address that. Because some people, this is the first holiday season without that loved one. Or, you know, even if it's not your first holiday season, just that time of year is so painful when you look back on memories. Yep. So my recommendation for that is really to find you some support. You know, what you talked about, Dr. Sunday, is in the beginning, that first couple of years, it just seemed like it, we would all just get back together and everything would just be fine. But then, like, you know, the grief cycle really started kicking in and people were starting to touch into that pain, and then that shifted how people were responding to each other. Because you come into this realization mm-hmm. that, 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 that the family doesn't look the same anymore without that person there. And so in those situations, in terms of self-care, you know, a good thing to do is make sure you know where your support is. If you, if you know this person never wants to talk about anything no matter what and you can never get them, that's not the person that you go to to try to share your heart with. You know, you want to have a friend set up. You want to have maybe a support yeah. group set up. You want to have your sister set up. And you want somewhere where you might just need to go and cry and that cry on the phone with that person for an hour or sit at that person's house and just be sad in that space. Because, you know, these kinds of uh, of losses, these family family losses, they're they're big and and they're very close to to us and the dynamics. You know, I think often about my grandmother around the holidays and she passed away in 1998. And that very first year, that well, she passed away in February of '98. But when it came time for Christmas, it wasn't just that she had passed away. By that time, my aunt had passed away. <laughs> Her husband had passed away. We had lost like several people in like a really short period of time. And so mm-hmm. it didn't just change the holiday because Grandma wasn't there. It changed the entire family dynamic. And Christmas has never yeah. been the same again. So. My parents and I, we hopped in the van and we drove to New York. And what I remember about that trip is that it was snowing. The trip to New York is about a six and a half hour drive. And it took us 14 hours to get there. Because there was ice on the road. Like we shouldn't have been on the road. There were patches of ice on the road. And if if you're driving down the road, you could see people who were overdoing it. And they were like, people were literally in ditches. Wow. And so there were stretches of road where we're going like five to ten miles an hour. But I'm going to tell you, it never dawned on us to to pull over and get a hotel. It never dawned on us to go back home because we were just in too much grief to think about going back. You see what I'm saying? Right. We needed to push mm-hmm. forward and we needed to be with family. And so we took that risk to to get there. Like that's how significant it was for us to get out of that space. And so, 
in mm-hmm. the subsequent years, you know, we've done different things. So I can understand where, you know, grief will kind of drive you somewhere. But we were with each other, and then we took ourselves to a place where we had more family, and then we've just re- we had to redefine what our holidays look like. Because for years and years and years, ever since I was in the world, it was my grandma and my aunt, and we had the food, and we tripped, and, of course, we'd be late every year, but that was a joke. You know, it was this whole thing. But that all changed because you, you lose three major players, <laughs> you don't have the same game anymore. Exactly. So what we did is we just we pulled together and we just worked through it together. And, of course, you know, one of my favorite tools is, is tapping, which is a powerful tool in terms of dealing with some of that emotional distress. And actually, you know, it was tapping that helped me get out of the grief cycle with my grandmother. And that grief cycle lasted for 15 years because I sure. couldn't go there. And it wasn't just affecting me at Christmas time or in Thanksgiving. It was affecting me all the time. It was just kind of always there in the back of my mind, and it was just so painful. And I used the tapping to release, to release that stress response at the thought of her so that I could get back into a relaxation response at the thought of her and kind of reconnect to all the love that she had given me. But for years, I was emotionally separated from that because I was trapped in this grief. So, you know, I definitely would also recommend that people reach out to a grief counselor, you know, reach out to a coach. Really do, do what you have to do to take care of yourself emotionally. Because that, that stuff eats away. So, you know, for the things we were talking about earlier in terms of minimizing your time, that's just that's kind of temporary. That's Band-Aid stuff. That's how do I get through this next month. But for these deeper, more pressing issues, you know, it's a great time to start thinking about how you're going to live differently next year, right? Because we've got, you know, another month in this year, and how are we going to do this differently? Not just for Christmas, not just for Thanksgiving, not just for Bubba. But if we're still living in some of these painful experiences in our lives, what are we going to do differently? And it's a good time to take stock. Yes, I totally agree with you that with that, Alicia. Um, Alicia and Leticia, I really, um, this is a very powerful conversation. But tell us a little bit uh-huh. more, because we've actually had some, the engineer says we've had a lot of new people come in. Um, could you just refresh us on the memory of what tapping consists of in, in, in that regard? So we'll, we'll know what we're talking, we'll at least know what we're going to expect to, you know, with the experience and the conversation when we contact uh-huh. you. Yes, ma'am. Okay, so tapping has to be, you know, my favorite topic to talk about because it's so awesome. So basically what happens is when you have an experience in your life, good or bad, you're experiencing that uh, event through your senses, right? Through your, we we all have five senses. We have our, our visual, right, the pictures, the images that we see, that memory that we see in our mind. Um, we also have the auditory, so the sound that's playing, the music, the voice. And we have what's called kinesthetic, and that's that feeling in our body, um, whether that feeling of excitement or whether that's a feeling of, like, tightening in the chest or a headache or um, tightening in the back. Um, so that is going to be our kinesthetic. And then we have those smells and tastes. So anytime uh, an event happens, good or bad, 
our we're experiencing it through our through our that um, system, that senses system. When something traumatic happens, like a death in the family or like a painful event, then what gets trapped inside is you know a bad visual picture, or a bad sound, or a bad feeling in our body or a bad smell or taste that's kind of trapped in our body, and that's our body's stress response. That's how you get the That's why your foot hurts. That's why you get the tightening in your chest or the butterflies in your stomach. That's all your body's stress response. Now, this was the same stress response we've been given to run from bears. Like, so it's really old, but it's there producing that stress because it's telling us, you know, we're in danger. What tapping does is you tap on certain points, that are on your body, most of them are on your face, and they are uh, acupuncture points. So one is between your eye, one is the side of your eye, one is underneath your eye, then there's your collarbone right where your necklace would fall, and then you grab your wrist. And so what you're doing when you're tapping is you are activating your body's relaxation response because these meridian points cause your body to relax whereas the stress response causes your body to contract. And what we do in a tapping session is when you think about those distressing memories and you feel that stress response, we use the tapping to activate your body's relaxation response. So it doesn't change the event because we can't do that, but it does change how you're holding it and representing it so that it's not causing you that kind of stress. There is a video on my website, atthewheelcoaching.com. That's at the wheel, like you're driving a car, coaching.com. And you can go to Faster EFT Tapping, and there's a video. And in that video, I actually talk about my grandmother. And I talk about the the stress and the pain that I had over her loss and how many years I just kind of spent in that stress response when I thought of her to the point where I could barely, like, look at her picture. And through this process, I was able to activate my relaxation response. And so now when I have a picture of her, which, of course, now I have a poster of her in my office, um, I feel that connection back to all the great memories because I'm no longer living in my stress response. And so how that applies to you uh, listening is that if you have a painful experience that has happened yesterday or last year or 10 years ago, the amount of time doesn't really matter. All that matters is if it's still causing you pain today. And if it's still causing you pain today, that means that when you think about it, your body's in a stress response mode. And we use the tapping to put your body in a relaxation mode to neutralize that stress response. Does that answer your question, Dr. I think that's perfect. Yes, I love it. you got to look at, go to go to Latisha's website. And it's amazing of how um, you really explained it very well and you showed us what the points that we need to address with the tapping. But we just, I mean, you're just amazing in the things that you, your gift, your purpose that you do, and you help us with these things because we're not going to let Bubba get that today. <laughs> that joy. No, Bubba can't our feelings. <laughs> yes. yes. And look, Bubba can have his. He's going to keep his. We just got to get ours. <laughs> yes. Look, Bubba got yes. his piece. We got to find ours. <laughs> exactly. He well, got his piece. And he's going to hold on to it. Go ahead. You ain't lying. 
I was going to say, while we're on the subject of Bubba, can you give us, I want to say, some sanity hacks? You know, I, I thought about it while we were talking about the subject of grief. Oftentimes, people will say things, and sometimes they mean them well. Sometimes they don't. But they'll say right. things like, oh, don't worry about it. Or, you know, so-and-so died a long time ago. Get over it. And they don't realize which ways they inflict pain. So can you give us just a few hacks of things that maybe in, in the, in the you know, not just self-care, but in just the sensitivity and spirit of the season that we need to think about before we say? Okay, so there, there are two responses to this. So the first response is you want to make sure you're not that guy. Yes. That, okay, you don't want to be the one saying, well, that happened 15 years ago, or, oh, my goodness, are you still crying over this, or how come, you know, why can't you just get over it? You don't want to be that guy. That's number one. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, and then number two, if you are in situations and, and you're dealing with that guy, like I said, most of the time when you're going into those situations, this isn't new. So Amen. you want to shift your expectation around what you can expect from that person. That person has already demonstrated to you that they are not going to change their behavior. And Dr. Maya oh. Angelou told us that when people show you who they are, believe them. Yes. <laughs> to which Oprah added the first time. Amen. So if someone has already shown you a pattern of behavior over the course of time, or even just one time, and it was painful enough, it would be good for you not to change your expectations of how they're going to behave. Okay, now. The way you take care of yourself in that situation is you make the adjustment. That means you pray yourself up, you gird yourself up. You, When you go in, you're not expecting that person to be any way other than the way they've shown you they're going to be. You have enough care for yourself and you have enough compassion for yourself that you are conscious about how much you are subjecting yourself to that. That is at the heart of what I'm talking about today. Yes. I'm not just talking about you being in the kitchen and washing a bunch of dishes because you're frustrated. I'm not just talking about that. I'm talking about the things of your heart. Yes. And so your your ground floor is your own compassion. Your ground floor is your own love. That's where you start. And if you're not getting what you need from other people, then it's time to shift your expectation. Amen. Yes, yes. Because people are not going to necessarily show up and deliver just because we want them to, or even because it's the right thing to do. We all know right from wrong. It's not even that hard. (laughs) Right? But but there are people who are not going to do it, and we know that. Uh Uh-huh. So, so we can, I can get on the phone with you, Alicia, and we can talk about for the next two hours about how, you know, this person did it again, and oh, my goodness, can't believe. But we already knew that. This is, it wouldn't even be uh-huh. a good conversation. Uh-huh. So the question really is, how are you going to show up? Amen. Because we already know what they're going to do. They're going to do them. You better come on with it. 
And so the other thing is that when you're operating in that self-love and that self-compassion and you've got that self-respect for your for yourself, you're going to greet them in a different way. You don't uh-huh. have to take them out to the parking lot, take your earrings off and beat them down. I'm not talking about that. Oh, man. No. <laughs> I think I want to make that clear. <laughs> My daughter is beating up on Bubba. What in the world? No, without beating up on Bubba, we adjusted to how we're responding to Bubba. <laughs> okay, we're, we're restricting our time. We're not going to pick the fight with Bubba. We're not going to, you know, turn the tables back on Bubba and tell him he's fat. No, that's not what we're talking about. We're just talking oh, about man. looking for just taking a minute before we walk back into these circumstances that typically cause us stress or pain and looking at those situations and asking ourselves the question, how can I take care of myself here? Uh What is on my list that can go if I need it to go? Or if I have to do what's on the list, how can I best show up and honor myself while I honor my obligations? And it's, a, it's not that there's not an answer to the question. It's just that we're not asking the question. And that's what I'm asking of you. I'm oh, I love you that. To start asking the question. <laughs> I love that. Mm-hmm. And that's what I was saying, you know, that, that, you know with my... Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, go ahead, Dr. Sunday. No, no, I just wanted to make a quick comment. You know, we always, unfortunate, a lot of times play the blame game. But I like how you yeah. always, every Tuesday, you bring it back to the to the source that, <laughs> that yeah. we need to be in control and have power of ourselves. I just love it. Thank you. I love it. Love yeah. It. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, because this is so what we, when you harken back to the earlier part of the conversation, that's what I was saying. You know, God has given us our own gifts, our own talents, our own abilities, our own heart, our own lungs, our own oxygen. And so how we take care of that and preserve that in this world, that we are responsible for that. And when we see that responsibility to somebody else, nine times out of ten, we're not going to get what we need. But when we take that responsibility first of taking care of ourselves, we show up as a different person, and we put a different demand on the people in our lives to treat us a certain way. Yes. And I know some of this stuff, particularly around the family stuff, is really challenging because, you know, they're family. They may be a parent. And we, we are just adept to being in these, these roles of helplessness. And that's what I'm saying. It's not about abandoning the family, but it is about taking a different step and saying, well, wait, I'm in this situation, but, you know, this is how this makes me feel. That's why that first A is you have to acknowledge when I'm in this situation is how this makes me feel. I don't uh-huh. like it. I don't like the aftermath. I don't, I don't like any of it. Okay, that's fine. That's good. So the next thing is what's your plan? How are you going to attend to that? What can you do differently in the situation? And it might just be having somebody, you know, on standby that you could just call and vent to. You know, certain things you can't you, you can't necessarily limit your exposure in some of these circumstances. 
You know, if you're flying in somewhere or somebody's flying to your house and they're going to be there, you can't cut back on the amount of time. Uh-huh. But what what can you do? There's something. What can you do to be different at this time? How can you walk out of this Thanksgiving feeling better about the experience than you have in the past 10? Yes. But you won't know the answer to that question unless you ask. Not the person, yourself. Uh-huh. And that's what I'm saying. If somebody's about to pile one more thing on your plate, do you have is that is that the best thing for you? I love that part. Just say no. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, we have to we have to be permitted. So I do hereby permit you to say no. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, because it, 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 it really is it's too much. <laughs> and at the end of the well, at the end of the day, it's you. It comes back to you, right? You you then still have you got to be the one picking yourself up, dusting yourself off. You know, yeah. It's still going to come back to you. I'm just saying, do you up front? Yes. I love it. I love it. Yeah, I love it too. I'm, I'm really just really laughing, laughing, laughing. And and and, and I, I promise I didn't plan this, but when when I did a Facebook Live today, that was some of the major points of saying no and be delivered from people. <laughs> Oh yes, yeah, God. it's just confirmation, confirmation, oh, and, and I love it. Oh my God! <laughs> yes, and and it's 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 kind of you know new, maybe even controversial. Who knows? Um, because it's a different way to think about it. Because there is kind of this thing where I just run myself ragged, and I've been running myself ragged, and so everybody expects me to run myself ragged. Uh huh. Well, you got to take a look at that and figure out if that's what you want. Uh. uh. I mean, if you I really think that. about it, and we're going way bigger than we have the time to go into, but if you just take a minute and think about this, really, and we just, as a world, right, <clears throat> if, uh-huh. if people really just took good care of themselves and they thought lovingly about themselves, and they loved themselves, and then they came out into the world and they parented parented children from that place, oh. and then children went to school with that, and then the school children dealt with teachers who had the same love. I mean, it would change the entire world. Yes, Lord. Yes, it would. So that business of of taking care of yourself, I'm not just talking about, you know, taking the Christmas money and going to the spa, like, and doing you. That's not not what I'm saying. (laughs) You just messed up all the plans. I mean, good Lord. I got to change my whole list. What type of show is this? That's why my papers just fell on the floor. It's like, ah, forget it. Just forget it. Just forget it all. Forget all of them. Just forget it. I can't go to Jamaica. I can't go to Spa. Blow the Christmas money. I tell you. 
can't beat up Bubba. I tell you. You can't beat up Bubba. You can't win. I tell you. Lord have mercy. That's up all my plans. <laughs> no, I'm talking about something much deeper. I'm talking about taking care of your heart, and that starts with an acknowledgement of your feelings and really, yeah. really learning how to care about your feelings. When I when I wrote the book, and the book is about personal success, but the the definition of personal success in in the very beginning of the book that is it's the second chapter and it talks about how to take care of yourself. It talks about how to even get in touch with your feelings, and then there's a whole second another chapter that talks about how to attend to those feelings. It's the A and I can. So you really you know identifying who you want to be. For your own life, that's the I, and that C is caring, and then that A is attending to those feelings, and then the N is I can is when you start making those shifts, take notice of it and walk in the power of it, because yeah. when you attend to what's important to you, and you really erect yourself as a, uh, a priority, and you start taking emotional responsibility, you will walk in a sense of empowerment, and when you take yeah. note of that, you'll grow stronger in it. And then the stronger you grow in your I can, the the better, the stronger of a model you are for other people that are looking at you. Uh-huh. I mean, you you know, you, you don't know, you really don't know who's watching you and who's looking. And when people who may be going through their own struggle can see you as a person who takes care of yourself, see you as a person who stands up for yourself, see you as a person who respects yourself, you're giving them courage that you don't even know you're giving them. Uh-huh. So it's Man. you're going to be a better mother. You're going to be a better friend. You're going to be a better coworker. You're going to be a better business owner. You're going to be better all around for you and everybody in your world and the people who are watching on the periphery. That That is how yeah. powerful this really is. And I use the oxygen mask principle because what it's really saying is when the plane is about to go down, I don't care who is sitting beside you, you have to preserve that oxygen in your lungs first in order to really be present for somebody else. That mm-hmm. is what I'm talking about. Yes, Lord. So how do we get this book? You can go to ICanTheBook.com. Or you can go to atthewheelcoaching.com, and there's a tab for the book. Um, and so the book is available uh, available now, and the hard copy will be available by the end of this week. But you can go ahead and All download right. the Kindle version now. Oh, so okay. I just want to remind us of the keys. The very <laughs> first thing you want to do is you want to acknowledge how you feel when you look at that list, make that list, look at that list, check it twice, figure out on the list who's naughty and nice. And make sure you decide who you're going to spend your time with. And then you want to act on those feelings and demonstrate that self-care and compassion. Have a game plan going in that looks like you taking care of yourself. And then go ahead and just begin to affirm what it is that you want and stand in that. And I know that dealing with these intense feelings can be overwhelming, but I can help with that, so I do want you to go to AtTheWorldCoaching.com and schedule a 30-minute consultation. I'm offering a half-off consultation fee for the Sunday Soul listeners, so that makes the consultation oh. fee just $25. And then if you subscribe oh. to a program, I'm going to apply that $25 to any program, and that would make your consultation free. All right. 
So please join me again on Tuesday, December 19th on Sunday Soul Service. I am Leticia Bates, life coach and founder of At The Wheel Coaching. If the pain of your past has been keeping you down, start driving your life to higher ground. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of the Sunday Soul Service, brought to you by me, Dr. Renee Sunday, the platform builder. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for an uplifting power pack hour designed to help you believe, trust, and walk it out. And always remember, I love you, but God loves you best.